to share that insight now and help people out and help people get better and help people go uh, to that you know tremendous level they want to attain in life and and glorify the name of God for that. So this is going to be titled the Sacrifice Series, and I'm, I'm going to be sharing lots of insight. I've got about ten episodes coming up in the series of just short messages, ten minutes each, and things like that. And this is very important. This is wonderful. So this is called the Sacrifice for Vision. And it has to be said that for every vision God has given to you as a person, you need that same level of sacrifice to be able to make it work in life. God gives us myriads of vision from generation to generation. Since the very start of the world, God has given us vision. The Garden of Eden was a key example. But it has to be said that there is a sacrifice that carries that vision. And whenever God gives you a vision, he gives you that commandment to be able to follow in tandem with the vision to make the vision a reality. So take, for instance, if God says, I want you to be tremendous, I want you to be successful, I want you to affect lives, he will tell you that, see, there are some things you shouldn't do. And that's something very important in the sacrifice of vision we fail to understand. And the sacrifice of vision is laid down in the commandment sector that God gives to every man for every vision is God, but man or woman. And it has to be said very strongly that if you do not follow this, what you do is you do two things. You truncate the vision, you truncate the capacity to actualize the vision, and you cause other people to suffer. Because every vision given to you is not about you alone. It is more about the people tied to you, not you that are executing the vision. So in other words, you are just a conduit through with the channel of the vision goes to the world. It is not you performing the act. And a clear understanding of this helps you a great deal to be able to navigate your way through life. So when God gives you a vision, it's for the 1,000 people attached to you. It's just like when God gave me the Empowerment Series vision. He said, Rufai, this is not for you. And that's why I keep saying it's not about me. It's for the thousands of people that will be empowered by the virtue of what I do. But there's sacrifices you need to make and things you need to abide by. And be very weary of people that want to take your mantle, but they don't want to pass through your sacrifice. And that's why you have people that are not ready made for the top, and they get to the top because they are not ready to go through your sacrifice, and they want to take your mantle. For every level in life, there's a new devil. For every height you need to go to, there's a sacrifice in the pasture. The sacrifice of your vision is even a more paramount part of the vision than any other part. But we live in a society where people are more concerned from the pecks of the vision rather than the sacrifice of the vision. I tell people, I don't trust a man that doesn't have scars to show me. Little wonder, there is no accidental success in life. Every accidental success is a failure. Be weary of overnight successes. They are failure waiting to happen. And it has to be understood here, effectively, that you cannot move on and you cannot achieve success without understanding the power of sacrifice. Little wonder, I'll be sharing, I'll be sharing a lot of sacrifice in this series. The sacrifice of inertia. 
The number one sacrifice for every great vision God gives you is to be able to work with God concerning what you do and how you do it. If you've lost capacity to work with God, then that sacrifice becomes null and void. And that's why God will show you things to come. He will show you the capacity you need to build upon because it is incumbent on you to understand these things as you work on that path of sacrifice. So your ability to work with a person that downloads the vision for you and shows you what the vision is all about is key in actualizing the sacrifice. But most, uh, the, the, the vision, but most people think that the sacrifice of working with God is not a void. So they can do it all alone in their lives and then they make mistakes. And they forget a lot. They think it's about themselves. They forget that many visions are tied to them. And another thing, you need to watch what you do now. Because if you don't watch what you do, what you do might bring you down faster before you even think of watching it. I'm going to share three great stories before I wrap up this session. The number one story was a man that was given the vision to be that beacon of hope to modern-day France. His name, Dominic Strauss-Kahn. Oh, he was educated, he was a liberator, he was somebody people loved in France. But he had a vice all along. The vice was women. And he continued in this regard. I'm not saying people don't make mistakes, but the earlier you make your mistake and the earlier you get out of it is better. And pray that your mistakes be not, not become that mistake that becomes too costly for you to get out of. Mr. Strauss-Kahn had been making mistakes with women over the years. But there was just one mistake that he felt with other mistakes too. That was too hard for him to get out of. And that was a mistake he made with Sefunutu Muhammad, the chambermaid in a hotel in New York. Mr. Strauss-Kahn had just resigned his position as the chairman of the IMF, International Monetary Fund, wonderful position, had global traction. And officially, he wanted to fly to France that day to officially declare his intention to run for presidency under the socialist platform, which he would have won easily with no hassles. And he came out of his toilet room. He saw this maid, Safina to Mohammed. He winked at her. He tried to force himself on her. He had been doing it long ago. And only God knows what happened there. But fast forward the story. Dominic Strauss-Kahn, the chairman of the IMF, a very powerful man, was about to board a flight from America to France. And police officers said he will not board that plane. And they brought him down and they imprisoned him. I was with a French lady then. And she cried so badly that France has lost the liberator. She wailed out and wept as the BBC announced that Dominic Strauss-Kahn had been arrested. As a result of that, the case started back and forth. It was posted under house arrest. Court cases here and there. It stopped Dominic Strauss-Kahn's presidential ambition. And we all know the story afterwards. Another unknown man, Francois Hollande, 
ran under the socialist platform and finally became president of France. Dominic Strauss-Kahn was that president France never had because he forgot that the vision was for God and not about himself. So he lost out. Imagine the number of people Dominic Strauss-Kahn would have helped if he finally became the president of France. It was a numerate, an intellectual to the core, had blazing ideas. He imagined the number of people who have helped and brought out of poverty. Today, unemployment is still rife in France. There's still a lot affecting the French economy. But just because of one minute mistake, he ruined a long destiny. He cannot run for political positions again. The scandal is everywhere in the world. In fact, all the work he did at IMF, nobody remembers Dominic Strauss-Kahn again just for one minute. So you have to understand that the sacrifice of staying away from things that deter your vision matters a great deal. Are you ready to make that sacrifice today? I'll keep sharing insights like this. Keep watching this space. It's going to change your world. If this message has changed you, share it with other people. That there are many people God called that have left God alone. There are many people God called that have left God alone. And that's why it's evident in their lives when you see the way they pursue this thing they call the vision of God. It has become about themselves alone. And when it becomes about you, there is no how you will not miss it. The reason we have the challenges we miss is because a lot of people that are in leadership across board, religious, governmental, any form of leadership, have left the vision of God and started pursuing personal interests and their personal agenda. You know what that does? That will sink any society faster than anything. We need to have a brand new set of thinkers that ask, what is God's vision for Nigeria? And how can I be part of it? Increasingly, people are thinking it about themselves. And that's why you're seeing people with no moral conduct any longer. People don't even fear people. No morality. You see a young person that does all sorts, smoking their hemp, he doesn't even hide it again. Indian hemp is supposed to be legal in this country, but people are smoking it on the road. Growing up, I know that if you see Indian hemp, I know people that were in jail because they just saw Indian hemp in their hands. But today, the enforcers of the law too are smoking Indian hemp. So in fact, sometimes I keep wondering, maybe they've legalized Indian hemp in this country. Marijuana that I don't know, because it looks as though for me. The last time I checked, it's still illegal. Because we've lost it. Recreational drugs, drugs that alter the physical state of people, that's what our young people are taking. Why? Because they are not even seeing role models in their leaders. To date, I keep saying it. That's why I beg people, please believe COVID-19 is real. A lot of people don't believe it's real. And when you look at why they don't believe it's real, it's because when you say they should stay at home, the so-called palliatives, 
He didn't give them. They saw it in warehouses afterwards. So there's a distrust. But please, it is real. Don't say because of your personal anger. You wouldn't believe it's real. For you to succeed in your personal life this year, you need to work with God. Working with God means even understanding God and what He's saying part of the time. Working with God means as a leader, you are doing what is the will of God for man. Which is the enhancement of humanity, making lives better. As a leader, if you are taking a position, ask yourself, how are you making lives better than it used to be before? Because if you impact people, if you impact people, there's no way they will not remember you for good. We still talk about them Latif Jack on day to date because of the good things they did. Their estates build everywhere, provide housing for people. What are you doing for people? Everything has to start with vision and sacrifice. The reason God has put you in a leadership position or you've been able to maybe manipulate yourself to get in a leadership position is not about to go and steal from people. It's to make their lives better. And it takes a sacrifice of personal discipline. The Dominic Strauss-Kahn I talked about, he didn't have the sacrifice of personal discipline. Maybe as time goes on, I'll share those sacrifices you need to have to achieve your vision. There's a sacrifice of inertia. Inertia is a starting point. The power of starting. There's a sacrifice. There are some things you must leave behind. It is the sacrifice of inertia that will make you drop behind your bad friends. There are some friends that you have today that if you want to achieve success in life, you need to leave them behind. The less friends I have, the more successful I've become. A lot of people look at me and say, Rufa, you're as good as a nomad. I said I've achieved clarity of thought because I have not allowed a lot of friends pollute my thoughts. I'm not saying be like me, but I can count how many parties I've gone to this year. I've not even gone to any. So I regulate the kind of people that infiltrate my thought process. I censor the people that speak to me. There are a lot of things that I'm doing today. I remember when I started the Parliament Series in 2015, and took it around the world. We had one in London, we had in America, we had in every part of the inspire people. I remember many friends that told them, that told me that it's not possible. For everybody that tells me that it's not impossible, it's not possible to impact life, it's an indication that they are not supposed to be my friends. So the sacrifice of inertia means that you will not have friends sometimes. Not everybody will be your friend. Not everybody has the capacity to speak into your life. You need to censor what speaks into your life. And people are very important. Subconsciously, their words ring back to you. That's why they say, show me your friend, I'll tell you who you are. If I show you my friends, you will know why I'm who I am. Can you show me your friends? Uh, it's my friend. It's my friend, but you know he's doing something bad. And you can't tell him. You are not friends. You are deceiving yourself. It is what you eat for him you are concerned about. And that's what is killing Nigeria. There are a lot of people that are friends to people in high places. They can't tell them the truth. Because they are eating from what concerns them. 
And you see, that's what they call the tragedy of commons. It will get to a stage, you will not have the capacity to eat that thing any longer because it will blow up in your face. Don't criminals have friends? Don't kidnappers have friends? Don't bandits have friends? Don't their friends know that they kidnap people for a living? So who is deceiving who? On the path to success, not everybody will be your friend. There are some people that can never be my friend. I'm sorry. The first thing that makes you be my friend is if our values align. There are some values I stand for. If you don't align with it, you can't be my friend. I get thousands of mails. If I want to be your friend, I want to be your friend. <laughs> I said, thank you very much. I ignore a lot of them. Because values don't align. Let's not deceive ourselves. The problem we deceive ourselves too much. Not everybody can be my friend. I can have plenty of acquaintances, but not plenty of friends. So that's the sacrifice of inertia. Not everybody will be your friend. Because not everybody understands the vision of God for your life, where you are going. Let me tell you something. In this journey, you are alone. No? Don't deceive yourself. Except you start to call yourself without listening to the God that called you. I repeat again, there are a lot of people that God has called that they've left God alone. In fact, God called them, but now because they know they are doing things contrary to God, they've put God on calls waiting. They know themselves. God will heal their soul. I'm here to tell you the unadulterated word of God. There's a sacrifice you need to make for that vision. The first sacrifice is the sacrifice of starting inertia. You need to check through your wardrobe. Who are the people impacting your life? Brother out there, if God gave you the vision of building a great family, uh, you need to stop those friendships with your girlfriend. Yeah, they are my friends, but you are sleeping with all of them and you have a married wife in the house. And you are sleeping with them. And your daughter has asked you, Daddy, what are you doing with those ladies? Oh, they are my friends, but you are sleeping with them. And at your daughter's age, sacrifice of inertia. You need to stop all of that. You see, all these things God has said we shouldn't do in the Bible is for our own benefit. Go and check properly. Following the commandment is for your own benefit. I'm not going to tell you I'm a saint. I've made my mistakes in my life. But the moment I started following all the things God said we should do in the Bible, I discovered I started having less problems. A lot of you, problem will sit down on a chair. You will go and meet problems. They come on, problem, stand up and come to me because of your acts. You can't take your eyes off the bottle. You can't take your eyes off womanizing. You can't take your eyes off all sorts of vices. You say you have a vice. It's a lie. Your vice is an illusion. I put it to you today. Logical reasoning presupposes that your vice is an illusion. The moment you start to work on it, you can change it. Larry King had a heart attack, massive double heart attack that almost killed him. He had smoked for almost 50 years prior to that time. The moment he was told that if you don't stop smoking, you'll die. He stopped smoking cold turkey. You know what it means to stop smoking cold turkey? Cold turkey, straight up. He stopped smoking cold turkey. So if you keep saying, I have a vice, I can't stop it, then you are lying to yourself. We'll come back, we'll take calls after this break. This will empower you. It's on the podcast, on Anchor Podcast, Rufi Oseni, Oseni Rufi Podcast, at Rufi the Fire, R-U-F-F-Y-D-F-I-R-E, on Twitter. Powerful insights on impact with Rufi.